Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even got the headphones on. Like everything's wrong. <laughs> oh, it is a day already. Hello, hello, everyone. This is uh, the Unext Radio Show on Tune FM 106.9. I am Nick. I'm Michael. I'm Jennifer. And Woo. we are back again for another week. <laughs> Incredibly uh, professional. <laughs> so, okay. I was not warned that we were going on. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> let, let me just say, let me just say this, Nick. I've been going through and listen. Yeah, you know, this is something I wanted to open with. Okay, but the entire point of it's been ruined now. <laughs> um, yes, I'm, I've been going back and listening to the podcasts of our show over the holidays, and I have to say, it's like. I was going to say, you do like the best sounding professional <laughs> recorded um, intros ever. And then that happened. <laughs> well, it was just like, music just suddenly ended and Michael just pressed the buttons to go. And I was just like, ah! You better be on your toes. Come on. This is how this not works. prepared for this. There was not even a like, oh yeah, we're going on in 10 seconds or we're going on in like five seconds. None of that. Nah. It was just bam. And the first thing that came to my mind was, good morning. <laughs> Nice. Because I don't even know why. I look outside and it's like pitch black and it's just like <laughs> morning. Yes, Am- sure. <laughs> Amazing <laughs> success. Uh, <laughs> maybe if it was six o'clock in the morning, it yeah. might look like this, but. Sure. Yeah. This oh. is fine. Oof. <laughs> right. Okay. After that, Good morning, com- Nick. <laughs> after we were completely derailed from the beginning. <laughs> I love it. Straight off the bat, everything's gone. Everything's out the window. Just how we like it. Mm. No structure whatsoever. Yep. Uh, right. You're listening to the Unix radio show. Where? Uh, welcome to the Unix guarantee. We, we will stuff something up. <laughs> Either we're going to be promoting, you know, satirical news. It's not actually news. We're going to fail and forget who we are. Or we're just going to ramble on about something stupid for ages. Yeah, that sounds like us. Organization mm. plus. Mm. <laughs> anyway, um, what have you fellas been up to? What if, well, fell, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> And it strikes again, it's not only me. <laughs> okay, what have, what have you two people have been up to? You are people, I'm fairly sure of that. <laughs> Am I? <laughs> I'm having an existential crisis. Oh. <laughs> um, well... I've been playing a fair bit of Destiny lately. Oh, yeah? Yeah, been trying to grind out a thing on that. Nice. Figured out that there's a... um, So there's things called, like, titles or something. You do certain challenges in the game and you get a title. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the ones that I'm going for um, requires one of... Uh, one per- Like, one bit of one bit of ten mm-hmm. requires me to go to a certain place every three weeks what? for like 12 times. What? Yeah. T- you need to get a certain, well, it's their law pieces hmm. and they're only available every three weeks and there's like 12 of them that you need to get. That's so cool. I think I'm going to give up on that one. Hmm. <laughs> yes. Because, <laughs> you know, that's like half a year. That's a grind and half. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. There are ways that you can kind of get two per three weeks, but still. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I've been playing a little bit of Dark Souls. Oh, yeah? Yeah, uh, my friend's got back into that, which I'm like, yay. Nice. <laughs> I can continue playing Dark Souls. Yay. <laughs> um, and I think that's about it. Yeah. 
played a bit of a game called Contagion last night as well, mm. which is, uh, have you ever played um, No More Room in Hell? No, I don't think I've even heard of it. Oh, it's like a zombie, it's like a kind of um, Left for Dead-ish, like that type of survive and get through. Okay. But yep. it's it's a bit, it's a, it is a bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, but No More Room in Hell was a mod off, um, I think it was a Half-Life series. Yeah. I think. Don't quote me on that one. Okay. But, and Contagion's its own standalone mm. type deal. Yeah. And I just, I personally think that Contagion, Contagion mm. is a bit more polished than the No More Room in Hell. Okay. Because they could actually use their own stuff mm. rather mm. than using um, Half-Life yeah. as yeah. a basis. So, yeah, that's okay. what I've been up to. Cool. Well, I've been up on the Gold Coast representing UNE for National Divs 2. Yay. Which was nice and eventful. So I didn't play any games at all, apart from soccer. <laughs> and that was incredibly eventful because for the first day that we were supposed to be playing games, we didn't have any fields. And it didn't look like we had fields for the second day either. What? <laughs> okay, so basically on the first day at 9am in the morning, we were told that the fields were so waterlogged that we didn't have any fields to play on. Ah, uh, <laughs> good Jeez. old rain. Yeah, so there's, you know, a whole day of games which is a minimum two games that day that were completely gone and then that night we're told that we didn't have any games in the morning either oh see when it's wet it's just like slide tackle season (laughs) yeah but you see the thing is is that they're privately owned fields Uh, so you get all that and then the next morning we got um a message at like 8 30 yo guys you got a game at 11 have fun (laughs) (laughs) hmm and then when we got to the field, somebody came over and put fields close signs on both the fields that we were going to play on. We are like, there, <laughs> Dinkum, this is just ridiculous. Yeah. But we eventually played, and we lost twice, and we won twice, and then we lost our final game, but it's fine. We got the bronze medal. We're happy. <laughs> we, wouldn't, we wouldn't have had a team for the gold medal match anyway. Everybody was that injured. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, jeez. The moment that you start playing soccer that intense, everybody gets injured. I thought all age was bad. Hmm. <laughs> it's just old people yelling at each other. <laughs> no, but, uni games, it's literally, you know. Yeah. You field a team for the first couple of games, and then after that, everybody's injured. It's like, <sighs> so who's going to actually play in this game? <laughs> <laughs> as who's fit as enough to run on? As long as you get nine, you're fine. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Joys. Sounds like all sorts of fun. Mm. And what about you, Michael? Um, I've been trying a few things, to be honest. Um, there's a new uh, free game on Epic at the moment called Torchlight, which mm-hmm. I started playing. And it's basically a, from what I learned of it, was it's a single-player Diablo. Yeah. Which I played that for a little bit, and a friend said, hey... You can actually play the first bit of Diablo for free. So I'm like, Diablo 3 for free. I'm like, oh, okay. So I went and tried that. So now I'm trying to talk myself out of getting Diablo. <laughs> uh, oh, wouldn't it be still... Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be fairly cheap at the, like nowadays? Uh, or how much is Diablo? Diablo 3. Diablo 3. I think it's... Oh, it's only on the Blizzard mm, launcher. It's yeah. only on the Blizzard launcher. That's right. Um, I'd have to... Um, look at it again 
Yeah. Mm. Anyway, it's some. It's some. Yeah, it's there, and I'm trying to talk myself out of getting getting it. Basically, <laughs> you're too broke to afford anything. I know. <laughs> Us uh, students. I know, right? <laughs> the sadsies. Mm. I've been um, playing some Satisfactory. Well, I say some. Jen would disagree with me <laughs> on that regard. A lot of Satisfactory. <laughs> I've been playing a lot of Satisfactory. Um, and a friend of mine now has Satisfactory. So I can oh. play it with him. Yay. Friends. Yay. <laughs> it's great. We're just, you know, it's such a beautiful, it's basically Factorio, but 3D mm. and beautiful. It looks really, really good. And um, I have this problem where the best way to do it is to pave over all the beautifulness because <laughs> it's the most efficient way of doing things is to pave over the top Yeah. because it makes all your transport belts and things like that so much nicer to use. Mm. So it's like, well, we're paving paradise. <laughs> That's how this works, um, which is fun. It's, it's actually really nice. I quite like the game. Um, it's just... Paving paradise <laughs> and automating yourself out of ex- out of uh, existence out of usefulness. Yeah, but sadly, player crafting is really really quick compared to um, machine crafting. Yeah. So in a way, it's still it feels better to craft it on your own, even that if even if it is a bit tedious. Okay. So we just haven't built up to the point where it's you know Viable. we can just leave it and let it run, mm. unless we just make a focus on doing more exploration which might be what we do. Oh, yeah. It's like, don't craft, because crafting is boring. Build a machine to do it, and just go and spend that half hour exploring. Come back and get the next research. Yeah. Then go off exploring again. She's like, wee. Okay, Diablo 3 is twenty nine ninety five. Oh, okay. So it's still fairly expensive. Yeah. Still and 30 if, bucks. if you get the battle chest, which is what people recommend getting, because it comes with the better DLCs, apparently. Mm. Uh, it's forty nine ninety five. Really? Yeah, really. So, yay. Um, and what else have I been playing? I played some more Team Fortress 2 with Jennifer. Um, played more Dishonored 2. Okay. That's God, that's so brutal. <laughs> that game is brutal, yeah. It's like, I, you know, there's this one particular class of enemy, the um, guard captain, and for a long time, the only finishing move I ever rolled on them was cutting them in half. Hmm. It's like, oh, well, they're dead now. <laughs> it's like a massive shock. Like, He's dead now. <laughs> I oh. did me too. Because <laughs> you're trying to do stealth runs. Oh. <laughs> I try to be stealthy. Try. Yes. I'm not at all stealthy. <laughs> oh, it's the worst. I try to be sneaky. I want to be sneaky. Because I know the best ending is if you don't, you know, kill anyone. But at the same time, <laughs> it just sort of happens. <laughs> it's just like, you like look down problem, at your hands. My your problem hands is I'm just too impatient like, to like let, to learn the guard patrol and then get through the guard patrol. Hmm. I just want to go through. <laughs> Which winds up with lots and lots of fighting. <laughs> you just like look down at your hands. It's like they're all covered in blood. It's like I, I didn't want to. Mm, <laughs> it mm. just so happened that everybody kept falling on my blade. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> uh, I just held it out in front of me, and they just charged. Yeah, yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's the worst. Really, it, it's so annoying. And then, um. And then I'm just going through all these different areas and having Jen look up stuff for me so I can work out 
how to do things and stuff like that because I get lost in some of the levels. Because they've got the sneaky route and the aggressive route. Mm. And then I go through the aggressive route, then get lost in the sneaky routes. <laughs> and I just have no clue where I'm going. Um, and, uh, hmm. I think that's pretty much it for now. Yeah. But done. I haven't done a whole lot of stuff because I've been sorting out university oh. and getting things ready for that. Yeah, that's fun. And enrolling. Yeah, mm. all the nice, fun start of try things that you mm. need to do. Yeah, yeah. That actually, just really suck. Yeah, <laughs> tell me about it. I've actually got a couple announcements about that too. Um, one's from the radio station that today, the 15th of July, is the last day you can add units to an existing enrollment. And that the 29th of July is the census day for trimester two, meaning that's the last day to withdraw from units without financial penalty. Mm. Speaking of financial penalty... Age of Wonders 3 is a game on Steam that is currently on sale. It's a fantasy turn-based strategy, kind of like Civ a bit, mm. that sort of thing. Fantasy Civ. Now, if you get it for free on Steam, owners of this game also get 10% off of the new game, Age of Wonders Planetfall, which is a um, sci-fi version. Mm. And I'm not very much into fantasy. Yeah. But sci-fi, I'm really into. So I got it for free from Humble. Humble Bundle a while ago, so I'm just like, yes. So yeah, if you're worried about all that them financial penalties, get this for free. It's pretty fun. You can have, um, you can be, be the lizard people, have baby dragons as military units, which eventually grow up into full-grown dragons and just munch people. Nice. You can also have uh, dire penguins. <laughs> so I made an army of just penguins and it was hilarious. That is what everybody needs. Yeah. Yep. So what was the game called again? Age of Wonders 3. Look a it up on Steam. Age of Wonders 3. I might if it's free, mm-hmm. I might pick it up just just to see mm-hmm. Dire Penguins. Yep, Dire Penguins. You want that penguin army. Oh you yeah. They they're, they're kind of useless cuz well they're just penguins going up against, you know, siege engines, cro- um <laughs> horsemen and stuff like that. <laughs> the poor penguin. <laughs> like I didn't say that Penguin Army was particularly <laughs> successful. <laughs> oh, I'm just picturing it now, and it's not. You nice. can also get unicorns. Oh, penguin. If you're if you're uh, the fairies, fairies can get all sorts of interesting units, and amongst them is unicorns, which is their version of cavalry. Oh, nice. Unicorns can teleport. Because <laughs> unicorns are magic cavalry, and they can teleport behind the enemy. That's. <laughs> That's just unfair. That's it's hilarious in a siege. You know, you're besieging a town in the town walls and you just blink behind the wall. <laughs> Hello. That would make so much easier. Mm. Th- like the siege so much easier. Yeah. Yeah, but then you have penguins. <laughs> but penguins. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I <laughs> mean penguins doesn't need to climb a wall. Mm. Okay, so it's free until tomorrow at three. Three AM. Okay. So so jump on that, guys. So jump on that. It's pretty cool. I have played it, Nick, and I would recommend it. It's fun. Especially if it's free. Yeah. Totally would recommend it free. So do you get it's that off Humble Bundle or Steam? Steam. You just I got it off of Humble Bundle originally, but now it's free on Steam as well. Okay. I could get a second copy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and if you have it, then you get 10% off of Age of Wonders Planetfall, which is basically the same game in a way, but sci-fi. Space. Space. Exactly. And you can have all sorts of fun in that, too. 
Um, I want space penguins. <laughs> yes. Um, from what I've seen, there are uh, cybernetic robots, um, space jellyfish. Like space jellyfish are psionic beings that just wreck uh, everything. That's okay. great. Um, is angry space, dwarves. Is it space whales? Probably. Actually, some of the space units, whales. some of the units that um, the flying units that the space jellyfish got could be considered space whales. Ooh. Um, and other stuff as well that they haven't let streamers show yet. So, oh, okay. And vehicles. If you ever wanted your angry dwarf in a truck, <laughs> I can just see an angry dwarf in a truck just floating through space. Like right. doesn't have like any thrusters or anything. It's just a normal truck, mm. and it's just floating through space. And you see the dwarf going <laughs> in the window. Mm. Um. So yeah, it's it's nice. Um, check it out. It's pretty cool. I want it. Like I said, I'm having, you know, university issues, so <laughs> I can't have it, but I want it. <laughs> um, anyways, we should probably go to a music break now. Yep. So, uh, you've all been listening to the Unix radio show on Tune FM 106.9. I'm stoked I got that right. And we will be back after the music break.
Welcome back to the Unix Radio Show on Tune FM 106.9, and hey. I didn't stuff it up. Yay! Hip hip Well, talking about that, um, are you guys familiar with a key reselling website called G2A? Yes. Yes. Um, Jen, do you know it? Okay. Nope. So uh, G2A is a key reselling website. Everyone has questions about how legitimate they are, really. Um, but basically, what they are is someone buys a game key and then, I assume, plays the game and then resells the game key for someone else to use. Nick, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's right. Um, I'm not quite sure. I think it's like sometimes they all, like you can buy gift keys mm. and stuff and yeah. sell that on there. I think you can also... like. The more shadier ones are like they use stolen credit cards. Yes, that's what I'm going to talk about. Um, G2A has had this massive issue right now where people have been buying game keys off of them where the game keys have been bought with a stolen credit card. Hmm. And the issue with that is is that that means, first off, the game developer has to go and um, pay back all of these stolen funds. Hmm. And the second thing is that they've got to go through and render all of those game keys defunct as well. Just get rid of them. Um, And this has actually gotten to be so bad that um, the makers of Factorio, Woob Software, I don't know if it's Woobay or Woob. 
It's W-U-B-E. Are they, like, um, based in Asia? I don't know. Well, um, then, yeah, anyway. Hmm. Um, they have lost an estimated $6,600 in paying back people for stolen, you know, who are, whose game, who purchased a bunch of games through a stolen credit card. 6600 Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, probably um, the lower because, end. Because of, a char- because of a chargeback fee of $20 per, for every canceled transaction. Mm. So, yeah, that's something of an issue right now for everyone, that G2A and these other places are being piled up with um, bad keys by be, you know, from people who are using stolen credit cards and stuff, which is a bit of a shame. Mm. But that six thousand seems like it's um, like other companies may have been hit a lot worse. Well, than possibly, just that. but um, Factorio's in indie. Yeah, so well, it, that really sucks for them. There's um, uh, like that type of like the indie developers are the ones that get hit with it the hardest mm. because you know. They can't afford to have that happen. Yeah, exactly. Um, I actually saw a story recently where um, a guy was um, sorry, not a guy, uh, a company um, had uh, like a game. I think it was called Drifters. It's like a um, mm-hmm. a bike game. I think it's like a mountain bike game. Anyway, um, G two Way had bought ads on Google. Yeah, that actually um, was like in front of his own, like their own um, ads. Hmm. So basically, when you type in the game, the first one that comes up is from G two A, and you couldn't actually turn those ads off. Yeah, from G two A. Yeah. So it's like they um they were losing business to G two A, and hmm. I'm pretty sure that um the CEO of the company. Um, tweeted out that he would rather that people pirate yeah. his game mm. than have it bought on G2A. Yeah, yeah. Where G2A gets the money and they don't see a cent of it anyway. Mm, mm. So, mm. yeah. Yeah, so um, uh, G2A has been trying to fight back against that because that is something that they've said, you know, pirate our games before buying them off of G2A. Mm. Um, G2A has said that um, they will not only repay developers should chargeback fees occur, mm. but they'll pay 10 times more than what the chargeback fee was to the developer. Yeah. Because G2A doesn't want to, you know, be forced to cut items from their inventory, I guess. Yeah. But there's currently a petition started by No More Robots. Um, I'm not sure who they are. It's a group they exist. Mm. Um demanding that G2A stop selling indie titles cuz a you know blizzard or something like that can ride the wave harder you know better much yeah. better than a sad little indie game yeah exactly um on some of the um reports that i've seen like you can actually email uh, i think the div- indie developers can actually email G2A and be like hey look don't sell our keys on G2A mm. and then they go yeah sure whatever <laughs> So I think, like, you can actually send them an email saying, hey, don't do this. Yeah. Yeah. So 
I don't know how exactly that all works. Um, it's funny um, that G2A is also doing a hard, like, trying to prove that they're, like, innocent or, like, that they're not, like, f- like fraudulent or anything. Mm. By, um, they made, uh, they're like, okay, guys, we, we hear you. Uh, we want, uh, we're going to look at making this thing where you can input a key that may have been like, you know, fraudulent or something. And then it just doesn't work on our site. Mm. Uh, but we would like a hundred um, developers or publishers to sign a petition to like, to see if there's interest in it. Yeah. In making, spending time and effort in this thing. Mm. And it's just like, why don't you just make it? <laughs> yeah. Well, um, the other thing is, is that um, they said, you know, well, you, you know, we might implement something like this, you know, to compare keys. And developers said that's just too much work. Mm. Comparing individual keys all the time is, you know, going to be a full-time job. Yeah. Um, so, uh, uh, let me see. Um G2A also has um, taken out sponsored ads on Google. Okay. Which means for a lot of games, if you search for the game, you actually get a G2A link before you get the Mm. game developer link. Yeah, from like Steam or like their own sites or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which means that um, they're getting extra screwed because people are, you know, in their mind, people are pirating the game by paying someone else the privilege of doing it. From the developer's side of things. That's what that's what they see. Yeah. Which is a bit rough. And I can understand why they're upset about it, to be fair. Um, yeah, like, I mean, you gain, like, the developers also don't see any of that money. Mm. Though, to play devil's advocate, there are, they, G2A does say that, like, only a, a small portion of the keys that are sold on their site are from like fraudulent sources mm. or like um like bad sources like i think they said like two percent or something yeah but then you think of how many keys would be on that site yeah mm. and then you times that by the two like you know the two percent mm. and it's like a fair bit yeah. Mm. It's still end up a fair chunk. Yeah, like and um there's also um people like buying it in like from one region, putting it on G2A to get around region costs mm. of games. So like if it's like cheaper in like say America and you're living in Russia, you buy an American key rather than the Russian key. Mm. from G2A rather than the Steam in your location or, you know, whatever site you're using that's in your location. Yeah. So, yeah, can be uh, can be used for that type of purposes as well, mm. just to kind of get games for cheaper. Yeah. Well, for instance, um, yeah, if I'm looking for a Diablo 3, I can get it for a big chunk off of what, yeah, I can get it for on Blizzard. Blizzard. Yeah. Which, to be honest, to me, is a big incentive to go with them. Mm. Because 
I don't like pirating games. I like paying money for games. Yeah. But you know, when you actually think about it, I'm not exactly paying the developer for this game. Yeah. And I will say that I have actually bought games off of that. Mm. But that was before I knew that it was a key reselling site. Mm. I mm. thought it was just like another marketplace for something. Like it just wasn't explained to me. Yeah. yeah. And now I'm just like, I'm never going there again. <laughs> mm. But see, it's really tempting. Yeah. Because, so for instance, I'd be looking at paying 40 bucks or more for Diablo 3 yeah. from Blizzard. I can get a key for it. For that exact game, for 16 bucks here. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, how do I, how... Mm. Especially when you are, like, you don't have much money, mm. like we do. Yeah. It's it's difficult. And this would be something that I would actually really sort of mm. question. Yeah, but now the whole thing is, like, now it's a moral mm. situation as well. It's a moral debate, and, I mean... There's probably a lot of people out there who, you know, couldn't care less. Yeah. Mm. They and just want to have a legitimate copy. And this is a, you know, you may have gotten it through questionable means, but it is legitimate. Mm. You, know, you have paid money. That is, you know, you've got a legitimate key, not a cracked key, not a cracked game or something like that. Mm. So once the game's running, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, but then it's still, you know, not going to the developer. Mm. True. It was the, you know, true owner of the game. <laughs> exactly. Mm. Well, here's another question then. If people are buying these key, if, you know, because this GTA is more like a marketplace. They don't buy and sell games themselves, yeah. I yeah. assume. I, I think it's kind of a bit like eBay. Yeah. Though eBay has a lot better standards than G2A. Yeah, so it's eBay for games <laughs> with caveats there. Yeah. So here's the thought then. All of these games that they're selling, since they're selling keys, you can only get a key by either pirating it or purchasing it from the developer, which is why um, Factorio developer was getting screwed over. Mm. So does that mean that, you know, if I go and buy this Diablo key, that mm. means that somebody else had has to have gone and bought Diablo to then hold on to it and resell it here? But that sounds illegitimate because nobody's going to do that because it's not great business to sell something for less than what you got it for. <laughs> See, the thing Except is, if you've got, like, for instance, my, my thought of what this one is, because this one's off, is, um, is um, what if you have a spare key of this lying around and you can't get rid of it? You've got to then drop the price until somebody will buy it so you can get some... I hate to say return on investment because it's a silly investment. Yeah. <laughs> Given that it's got an upper cap of how much you can get it for. Yeah, but that doesn't really happen that much. Yeah. See, the thing is, is that you could also buy it like on a special or something. And then after the special is over. That's a good point. You could also then sell it. But so, then the thing is, is that what other people are saying is that these keys aren't bought with their own money. Hmm. They're bought with stolen money. Yeah. Some of them are bought with stolen money, but you don't know mm, what. what and which and that type so of stuff. So there's a bit of a risk involved. Yeah. So, but to be honest, buying anything online, unless it's from a... anything if, buy, Buying anything online except from a reputable source is dodgy. dodgy. Mm. So 
Like, for instance, I watch Linus Tech Tips. They love getting random stuff from AliExpress mainly because it's, like, massively ob- obvious when some things are just scams, but you can find really random weird stuff on there as well. Mm. So this is an issue because now that I've seen this, I'm like, I really like this game. I want to buy it. I want to play it. I want to have it. But I can't afford, you know, almost triple A price for it. Yeah, well, yeah, as I said, it, it mm. does become a moral dilemma mm. where it's mm. like, do I try and save up a bit more? Like maybe take two to three weeks of saving like the yeah. little extra parts that I have yeah. from my paycheck to save up to get this game from the publisher and like, you know, mm. support publishers and developers and that type of stuff, or do I go and buy this now? Yep. And Ooh. give your money to some random that might be on the other side of the world. Mm. That, you know. You can get Star Wars Battlefront 2 from EA on there. That's what I'm totally up for. <laughs> Screw EA! <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's playing your game, but no one bought it from you. Well, except someone had to have bought it because it's here. All of these things have to have been purchased, on, you know, well, regardless, regardless of how pirating is different. Pirating, if you pirate a game, typically you're cracking it so that it doesn't phone home to a server to say, am I a legitimate copy or not? Because if it does that and, you know, the server says, well, no, you aren't, then, you know, that's, you know, gets flagged and doesn't work or asks you to register the, tit- the game. Whereas... These are keys. All these are just game keys, which you go and chuck on their site and say, hey, I've got a game key. And they say, sure, here's the download. So you can't just get a game key unless so. Oh, that would be the dream, wouldn't it? Someone gets into like the deepest, darkest mm. layer of a development company and takes the algorithm that they use to generate game keys. Yeah. Or like, you know, they must have like a server that has like game the, keys the on generation it. on it. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. And just take some of them. Listen to that, yeah. Um, so someone has to have paid for this, regardless if it was with a stolen credit card or not. You have to have paid for it. So money has gone to the developer. So it's entirely possible that, for instance, I'm looking at, you know, Star Wars Battlefront for, you know, currently selling for 15 bucks. It might have been they bought it for like 10, you mm. know, on a super sale, you know, found it at the local EB Games or something like that bought that copy really cheap and now are reselling the key for a bit more. Mm. Cuz that would be a way to that would be a way to do it. Go down to, a, you know, any of your game stores, find anything that's on clearance sale. Take that at a ridiculous deal. Mm. Well, and I mean, then just go to like again. something like EB Games or something and PC games oh. are just cheaper. Yeah, PC mm. games are cheaper. Actually, this would be a bit ridiculous, but if you were an employee, you can get things on sale and add your employee discount to it. Yeah. Then resell. That's got to be that's got to be something wrong there. But I think that's a conflict of interest. Yeah. Well. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Well, you're making a profit out of yeah. it, aren't you? So probably a sackable offense there. But mm. yeah, it's just I. We don't know exactly who or what. I'm, what I'm hypothesizing. Yeah. That so uh, that all of these keys are on there. So it's just. A lot of developers and publishers and a lot of people involved are, are just getting... like, this is shady as, like, 
please use something else. <laughs> yeah, just don't use it. Mm. Um, and their business practices has been like labeled as gray market at best. Yeah. So they are trying to do like this whole PR stunt to try and boost their um, their credibility. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. But it's still not coming off quite right yeah. for like everyone. And like there have been multiple sources like asking them. They're like, oh, you just don't know how we operate things around here and stuff. And then people go, well, tell us. And they haven't yet. Mm. So. Yeah, it could be. They just go around, snap up everything they can on sale, then resell it again for a little bit extra. Mm. And. Yeah, that's that's something you could have been you could be doing. And it does sort of the, the, the other issue is, is that their storefront doesn't look like most dodgy websites. It doesn't look mm. dodgy. It looks like a like you said, you thought there were just a, another sales place. Yeah, I, I will admit I've been to there before and saw them like, oh, cool. All these things are really off. But I didn't something didn't feel right. I didn't think that things could be this much off yeah you know on steam if something's really off you're just like yay steam but here i'm just like mm, i'm not sure yeah it is a third party type thing and mm. you know you, you have to be a bit um mindful of things yeah but yeah i i have to admit i have been a bit curious about there you know Give us ten bucks and you get five random Steam keys. Yeah, <laughs> I have been a bit curious about that because that could be. Oh, oh. They've, they've probably got like a you only get these types of like these games that are mm. worth like you know not much at all two dollars at max. Mm. Maybe a couple of free ones. <laughs> yeah. Well, the the thing is, <laughs> is that if you want to get games on cheap. Look at Humble Bundle. <laughs> yeah. Humble Bundle is a lot more of a legitimate website. Mm. And developers actually talk to them and work with them and do things like that. Yeah. And, like, you know, the Humble Bundles that come out, mm. they're all legit. And, like, most of their – they do um, obviously make a profit, but they do also donate as well. Yeah. So – That's their, like, big thing, isn't it? Yeah. So Humble Bundle is... uh, It's excellent. Yeah, a lot less shady than G2A. Mm, This is for sure. And you get, you know, if you're paying their, like, uh, 12 bucks a month for their subscription thing, Mm. you get nice stuff. Yeah. Like this year, you've got Kingdom Come Deliverance and Surviving Mars so far this month. Um, Last month, you got Warhammer Mechanicus... Really? Yeah. Red Dead Redemption, Hellblade. Oh, okay. Um, month before that, you got 911 Operator, which looks really cool, actually. That's a neat little game. Uh, Black Ops 3, Red Faction Guerrilla Remastered. Really? Yeah. Oh. Um, before that, you would get Assassin's Creed Origins. I paid so much for that game. <laughs> I know. You could have just, you know, had a uh, Humble Bundle. <laughs> well, I paid, well the, I paid $36 for it, so. Oh, you could gain this so hard. Oh. Oh, I just saw, I just no, saw the, the, the evil say, combo. Don't say it. Oh, off no. air, off air. Um, 
Cultist Simulator. Oh, that's cool. Wait. <laughs> Cultist Have Simulator. you guys heard of Cultist Simulator? No. no. Oh, Cultist Simulator. Okay, so Cultist Simulator plays itself out like a, um, a tabletop game where you deal out cards and things like that, but you're dealing out cards and playing cards and things like that as if you're, like, a cult. So you have a scenario come up. So, like, it's kind of like... Um, Cards Against Humanity. You know, you, you play down a card, then you've got to try and work out what's the best card yeah. in your hand to go with that one. It's that. But they don't tell you the rules, so you have no clue what to do. Hmm. So as in what go what goes well with what. Yeah. And, like, the entire goal of your of Cultist Simulator, of a playthrough, is to achieve the goal of your cult, basically. Yeah. But you don't know how to do that. You've just got to try and bumble your way through <laughs> as best as you can. Okay. And, you know, it's like I've, so I've seen people play, you know, they've gone for ages and then, you know, a misplay way at the beginning comes back and bites them and they're like top assistant backstabs them or <laughs> they do manage to go and summon Satan, but he just possesses you <laughs> and, and random stuff. And it's really cool. I've always wanted to give it a go. Also in that year, in that one, a uh, Vermintide 2 Collector's Edition. Really? Yeah. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> giving Nick all of these Warhammer games that he's just... He's... Now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> For 12 bucks a month, Nick. Uh, 12 it's... bucks a month. <laughs> this this is also really tempting. Have you missed this, Nick? Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I hope Dave wasn't so soul-crushing. No, Dave was good. <laughs> Dave was good. I didn't have any soul-crushing last week. Nice. Um, you also get a lot of indie titles and stuff like that that mm. are just there. They're just there. Yeah. It's like I've, I've never heard of them before. They might be good, mm. but I've never heard of them before. So that's um, that's fun. Ooh. You can get $8 for every friend you refer. Would you like to be referred, Nick? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, anyways, we should go on to a music break now. Yes. So um, you've been listening to us, the Unix Radio Show, on Tune FM 106.9, and we will be back after the music break.
tune. Welcome back to the Unix Radio Show on Tune FM 106.9. And uh, during the break, you were just talking about the Steam summer sales. Yes. Um, now, I follow this YouTuber called The Spiffing Brit. He's incredibly British. I don't know why, but for instance, I, 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 for, I find that my favorite YouTubers are British or Irish, typically. <laughs> the Irish are entertaining. <laughs> their, their accent's fun. Mm. Um, but The Spiffing Brit is great because he does this game series where basically um, like for instance um, Skyrim is completely balanced with no flaws except dot 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 (laughs) (laughs) and then he just breaks the game by doing something really stupid in it that 
shouldn't happen but does. Mm. Or like City Skylines is completely balanced, except for the fact that you can put toll roads adjacent to each other and just have a road of just toll roads and then put that on the main highway so that you don't build a city, you just have toll roads. And you make the most money you've ever made in that game. <laughs> um, but he took a bit of a turn and decided to do Steam Sale is completely fair and balanced, except. Mm. Now, um, for anyone who didn't know, and I'm very sorry that you didn't know because it was glorious, Steam just had their big Steam Summer Sale and it had a rather special, shall I say, yeah. event tied to it. So essentially what it was, they had the uh, Steam Summer Sale races where they had five teams and you could pick one of the teams and purchases on Steam and achievements and things like that could be used to contribute towards your team's performance in the race. So the more points you had, the more you could boost the um, boost your team to make it go faster and get ahead of everyone else. And um, the winning team, random members of the winning team would be selected to get the top three items in their Steam wish list, mm. which was uh, a lot of cyberpunk. <laughs> Well, firstly, um, they didn't quite – I heard that they didn't quite get it right, like get the wording right. So they Mm. said a random game in your wish list. Mm. Now, this led to a lot of people deleting all of the other games in their wish list that they didn't want to get for free and only had like the uh, the most – Yeah, the big ones. The most expensive one or the one that they wanted the most on their wish list, like that being the only game. So that when the um, thing was announced, publishers and developers saw a massive drop in the amount of games on people's wish lists. And the issue with that is there's a correlation between wish li- the amount of people wishing for a game and the amount of people buying it. Yeah, because so. like when it goes on a wish list, uh, you get notifications when the game goes on sale and stuff like that. And mm when things happen with the game yeah. mm. that might entice you to buy said game. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, a lot of people were just going, uh, delete everything except Cyberpunk. Yeah. So Steam, um, rather, th- they went out and said, okay, so it's actually your Steam wish list is in, in an order from top to bottom. The top three games in that list are what we give you if you are selected to get... I thought it was a random of those three. No, it's the all three of those top in that list. Okay. So anyone who won that game would would who won that selection would get the top three in their list, and overwhelmingly it was the new Cyberpunk game. Yeah. Which I'm not going to talk about because I've got no clue what Cyberpunk's about. <laughs> Something that's just blown straight over me. Oh really? Yeah. Well, all I know is that it has Keanu Reeves and he's breathtaking. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> It seems like it's going to be a very big game that a lot of people are going to enjoy. Mm, mm. So, Um, Keanu Reeves is trying is trying to be enticed into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They're really desperate to get him there. Isn't it over? No, they've got so Marvel Cinematic Universe is built is pulled into like four phases. I thought it finished. Endgame is phase three. I thought it finished with Endgame. Nope. I thought that was the whole point of it being called Endgame. They nope. want to put the X-Men new- into the Marvel Universe. Oh, no. Because they just bought exactly. Fox, so they can do that now. Oh, no. Um, and I'm like, please don't, please. So I don't know if this is spoilers because the like trailer actually spells it out, but the new Spider-Man movie is set after Endgame. 
Oh, okay. So they're going to have two lots of movies, they've said. They're going to have Earth-centric movies yeah. and space-centric movies. And that's phase four, is those two sets of movies. Okay. So, cool. Anyways, Steam Summer Sale. <laughs> um, so there's a few things you could do. For instance, people who had bought more on Steam would have more maximum points that they could acquire through... So all of your purchases on Steam up to that point counted towards your point maximum. And you could do things in-game to earn those points to spend them on to make your team do better. Mm. Um, now, some of those achievements were kind of cool. It's like, you know, play Team Fortress in casual, win in casual, win in competitive, win in CSGO competitive, that sort of thing. Yeah. Some of them were more, you know, doable. Like, for instance, Starbound, drink a soda. And Starbound is a Terraria clone. So, you know... 2D, just go up, get yourself a soda. They're kind of expensive in the game, and drink it. Done. Five points. Except for the fact that Starbound can be modded, and someone decided it would be a great idea to go and make a mod to make sodas cost one dirt, and you could craft 500 of them instantly. Make a new game, boom. So my my computer now has a soda grinding character. (laughs) Um, So you could get on there, craft a bazillion sodas, Get yourself an auto-clicker, because who wants to be clicking 10,000 sodas manually? Drink them all up. It takes you, like, five minutes for 2,000 or so. Yeah. Go onto Steam. Boom. You've got all these Steam points to uh, use for getting yourself a discount, increasing your Steam level, getting a few silly profile cosmetics that I'm sure nobody bothered with, because they all sucked. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a bit silly. But people managed to um, game the system a bit more. And this is why we're talking about it now, is because the Steam sale is now done, gone, dusted. But, because um, this this is actually really bad, what people worked out they could do. Um, one of the things I said you could get um, to use your points for was a game discount. Yeah. Just, I think it's like a flat... It was $7.50 in yeah. Australia. $7.50... Um, off of your next purchase. And you could stack them as well, I believe. Yeah. Um, now, people were trying to work out how to get, you know, increase your max points while spending as little as possible. So what people worked out they could do is they could go on to a, game, a Valve game like Team Fortress 2 or CSGO um, and go and buy keys off of the in-game store, which you buy from Valve. Mm. And in, I'll use Team Fortress because I don't. CSGO's got more keys and it's just more complicated. I don't know their economy. But um, you could go into onto TF2, buy. It took 62 keys. You could buy 62 keys, which then increased the amount of points you could have on um, Steam. Mm. You could then use that grind technique I just described. And then you could go and sell all of those keys on the Steam market. Now, Steam takes about a 10% cut, so you'd be losing 10% every key, Hmm. Um, which is a couple cents, really. It's not all that much. Yeah. And your your points have increased, and you've spent uh, a couple bucks maximum. And at the height, if you did it right at the beginning of the Steam sale, you wouldn't lose any money. 
because you could get as many you could get as many um, five dollar off as you want tokens as you want and just buy whatever for free mm. because you've just completely gamed the system. So sadly, for any of those who are Team Fortress Two traders or CS:GO traders and stuff like that. I hate to say it, but the Steam sale completely tanked the in-game economy. <laughs> completely ruined it. Which is sad, because before the Steam sale, I was been saving up um, in-game currency to uh, get a friend a couple things. But now that, you know, the price has gone up because the, the economy just tanked so much, hmm. which is sad. So um, we'll have to work a bit more on that. Yeah. So, yeah, Steam Summer Sale is a completely fair and balanced game. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, also, why did they think that having one of the race teams being a Corgi, why did they think that was a good idea? Because everybody went Team Corgi. Yeah, it's like, what was it like? I saw a rabbit. It's a rabbit, a turtle, a, f- a Corgi, and a... F- I think there was a fox? Yeah, a fox. And there was something else. Mm. And everyone went Corgi. Yeah. So it's like, everyone's a part of the same team. I think, Mostly. I think the only time that... Team Corgi didn't win was when Valve updated the launcher and updated the sale, obviously, and you know, because everyone's saying Team Corgi is way too overpowered because everyone is going there. Mm. Then um, they nerfed Team Corgi, and all of a sudden it was last place, even though it had four times as many people on it, all boosting it as much as possible. Yeah. So they quietly de-nerfed it <laughs> and everything went back to you know we've just made corgi too powerful because it's a corgi yeah <laughs> everyone loves dogs everyone loves dogs everyone loves adorable little fluffy corgis why didn't they pick something that you know something that everybody hated like a fish or something <laughs> a hippo <laughs> they changed corgi to fish yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know reddit just fills with so many corgi fish memes <laughs> jeez oh gosh so yeah, that's that's the Steam Summer Sale. It was it was entertaining. I kind of hope they don't do it that event again because it was such a like it was a mess. Yeah, it was also hard to navigate as well. Once you learned where everything was, it was okay. But going in there and working out where everything was was difficult. Mm. Like you know, you could boost your team, but you couldn't. You know, it took me a little while to work out where you could get the rewards for giving Steam money. <laughs> oh, okay. Where do I get my stuff back? Plus. So that was, yeah, fun, I guess. Yeah. I think that they have definitely have learned from the experience. Mm. And they mm. definitely are going to either not do it again or if they do something like this in the future, it'll be much more streamlined. Yeah. It, it was um, a couple of the reports that came out on it was saying like this is like also an indicator that steam has definitely fallen out of touch Mm. with like the player base Mm. of um like of everyone Mm. so yeah that is um that is something of an issue so yeah i was just like yeah steam could do better yeah they can especially when they've got you know they can't really rely on something like um, the internet outrage at Epic. They can't rely on that to keep them relevant. Keep them to keep them relevant to prevent other competition from arriving. Yeah. Because as soon as basically as soon as Epic fixes the complaints that people have about them, mm. 
You yeah. mean as soon as they're not a brand new company? <laughs> yes, well, not a, yeah, brand new launcher. Yeah, well, I was going to say Epic itself isn't a brand new company. Yeah, mm. but their launcher is. <laughs> yeah, their mm. launcher. For everybody be picking on so much. Yeah, well, I, I think in about a year or so, um, it will be quite down a little bit. Mm. But it, half the controversy comes from the fact that they buy exclusives. And that, like, people can't buy a particular game on the PC on Steam. Mm. Like, they have to buy it from this particular store. Yeah. In saying that, that's not, like, the worst thing in the world as a launcher to try and get people to use your launcher. <laughs> and if there's if there's anything that I'm not going to complain about, because there's a whole bunch of things that you could take from the piece, from the console game world... Mm. and bring to PCs. There's a whole bunch of that stuff that I don't want. And launcher exclusives? I'm kind of okay with as the the best of the worst. Yeah. We could have multiplayer subscriptions. Who? No, I don't yeah. want that coming from console. Oh, if that ever hit PC, I would never be able to play m- multiplayer again. Yeah, yeah, that, that'd just be it. That'd be done. Yeah. So... Taking, getting, um, con- uh, you know, the one console thing we are getting, exclusives, which isn't that bad. Isn't that bad. And I mean, yeah. it's also not that bad because when you have an exclusive on like the PlayStation or Xbox, you then have to buy another whole system to play that game. Mm. On there, on the PC, you download another launcher. Mm. And it's just like 20 minutes of your time. Mm. At max. Yeah, it's not expensive or, you know, difficult or anything like that. So I don't really see the problem with exclusiveness. Mm. It's Uh, just a new launcher, so of course it's going to have a few issues, but. Yeah, it's just. That's one thing that that is ticking people off Mm. a little bit. And, Mm. like, it's not even that bad of a problem. Exactly. They're trying to be nitpicky and, you know, it's what they asked for. They wanted competition for Steam and now they can't <laughs> stop complaining. Because the other the other thing is, is that people were saying, it's like, oh, Epic has a issue with, like, security and protecting user information, things like that. Mm. My counter to that is they've never had to deal with that before. They've never had a shop front before. Yeah. Steam has had it for a long time, had to deal with people trying to hack their stuff. And funny thing... Competing competing companies don't like sharing back-end tech like that. Yeah. So, yeah, they're just going to have to figure it out. Figure it out and work it out. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Also, I can understand people not wanting um, uh, multiple launchers because it is a pain. I have one thing on my desktop one folder that's just called launches. Same. I click into that, there's all my launches. Yeah, that that can be too much for people. They just can't handle it. That's their problem. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, have you guys heard of GOG? Good old games, they're called. Yeah, uh, yeah I have heard yeah. of them. So GOG sell mostly older titles. Um, that are you know, fixed to run on modern systems because that's one of my gripes with Steam. They sell old titles which aren't fixed to run on modern systems. Mm. I have been bitten by that, and it sucks. Same. Um, especially because a bunch of my games ran on Windows 7, which is what I used to play on. Yeah. They don't run on Windows 10 at all. Oh, okay. Which sucks. 
Um, so GOG sells that. They have their own launcher called GOG Galaxy. Yeah. They're currently in the closed beta section of releasing GOG Galaxy 2.0. Now, GOG Galaxy 2.0 is really clever in that um, they're basically building an API to connect to basically every other popular games launcher mm. and pull your entire library and you know, friends lists and everything else like that if you want them to yeah. into the GOG launcher and then you just run everything from there. Yeah. So you basically you get Steam, Epic, GOG, Blizzard. They've got Blizzard has given them the okay. Okay. To um check everything in, to pack it to package everything in. So you still have to have, you know, Steam, Epic, Blizzard, those sort of things and the games installed. It's just that you can open everything up in the one launcher and just say, "You know what? I feel like a bit of Overwatch followed by a bit of TF2 and then you know, why not? Let's play Satisfactory afterwards. So you're hopping between three different launches without actually having to interact with three different launches. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So I'm really excited for this <laughs> for this um, shop front, this um, games launcher to come out because it's going to be cool. Mm. So, yeah. Do you know how far that is away? They just released into closed beta. Oh, okay. So, so probably another couple of months. A while at least, yet. Yeah. So... Um, but the people that um, that uh, you know are reviewing it and actually have access to the closed beta, sadly, it's not me. <laughs> I'm very sad. I could talk about it on radio. Let <laughs> <laughs> me have it. Uh, um, they're saying it's great. You know, there's a few things like you know how everything's organized. Your avatar needs to be bigger columns. Yeah. People are like, can I have, um, can I customize my colors? You know, I want a yellow background and pink text, please. Oh, jeez. So, yeah. Oh, the people are also saying they they suggest, you know, trying to um, have downloads and stuff managed by the application by using BitTorrent systems and stuff like that to download things faster. Okay. Which is an idea. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm I'm excited. There's there's cool stuff coming. Yeah, sounds like it. I'm also, you know what else I'm excited for? This music break that we're going to do now <laughs> at Tune <laughs> FM 106.9 with the Unix radio show. And we will be back after the music break. I wonder if you play the song we used to sing. I bet she likes it too. The only one thing you know how to cook I'm sure she's sick of it But still says it's good It's been five months, nine hours Forty-two seconds since I left home It's been five months, nine hours Forty-two seconds since I Rent to sleep 
Australia's oldest university broadcaster.
FM, student media. Just a little reminder to join us for our annual winter event and on, not Anne, on Tuesday the 23rd of July. It's going to be bigger and better than ever, jam-packed with all the fun stuff. Snow, games, competitions, delicious food, movie tents and so much more. Starting at 6.30 and going until late, this event is proudly brought to you by UNE Life and Tune FM. Let's fight global warming the old-fashioned way by shipping in 10 tonnes of snow all the way from Sydney. Coming up next is Let Me Down Slowly by Alec Benjamin. Welcome back to the Unix Radio Show on Tune FM 106.9, and I should be closer to my mic Yep. so people can actually hear me. Mm. Um, news. Uh, let me go through the news. <laughs> the gaming news. Uh, Age of Wonders 3 is on, is on sale for free. Get it. It's cool. Um, are you guys familiar with the game Warframe? Yeah. <laughs> yes. 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 It's uh, free to play on Steam. I don't actually know what the genre is. It's cool if mm. you're into space ninjas. I mean, who isn't into space ninjas? To be fair, yeah. But it's getting an interesting. Um, it's getting an interesting update. It's getting ship to ship combat where you're flying a spaceship through space. Mm. But the developers have done something really clever with it. I love science fiction games, so I've got lots of space flight sims, and they're fairly hefty. Yeah. Warframe claim has very low system specs. So they've worked out how to have um, good um, you know, system specs while still having this, you know, you're flying around in space thing. Yeah. And they use this really old technique of doing it as well, which is kind of cool, I think. So back in the day, computers couldn't handle flying spaceships around. Mm. It was just, you know, the 3D modeling, the physics engine, everything just was a pain. So what they do instead is when you hop into your cockpit, the windows of your cockpit are what they call portals. 
Yeah. So when you hop into your cockpit, nothing moves at all. You never change positions. Yeah. But your windows are actually connected to a ti- to a camera, often a completely different map. Yeah. And that map moves around the camera. So it looks like your ship is moving around in space while not actually moving at all. Okay. And um, the other ships that you see in that area are basically placeholders for the camera. So you can see another player ship, and it's a basic 3D model of what the actual ship is without the extra poly count and um, interior rendering that you can that you normally get. Mm. So um, they've made a 3D space combat, which is very low, um, not very much very resource intensive, and that you practically can't tell the difference from a you know, three-dimensional full-blown space sim anyway. Yeah. Which I think is really clever. I like what they do with that. It's funny because also last week I didn't end up talking about this, mm-hmm. but I saw that um, they were also offering um, a, a th- must be a part of that update. Mm. Um, if you played Warframe, you go into a drawer or something mm. and when that drawer was a net, like was drawn, the winner would get $250,000 to go towards space travel. Cool. Yeah. So it's just like, play our game and go to space. Nice. If you're lucky. Hmm. Um, So you said you've been listening, you've been watching Lias Tech Tips. I think we should, you know, actually do a quick bit section because that's literally what this is going to be. Um... So Cooler Master, which is a brand of case builders and fan builders and stuff like that. I use them quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, They've got a new advertising campaign where they put a banana next to their cases on display so you can tell what the size is. Oh, I can. And and people are like, this is amazing. Can all case manufacturers advertise (laughs) their cases with a banana for scale? Or with, like, some type of reference image, reference object near it. And the best part is is that, um, for bananas in particular, is that most cases are black. Yeah. You know, you have the flashy light saver. So the yellow adds a bit of a pop to the image, makes you look at it. It's like, oh, banana. Oh, <laughs> computer case. Oh, <laughs> excitement. Yeah, but there's a problem because you can get the ladyfinger bananas or you can get the Cavendish bananas. <gasps> it should be an apple. Mm. Apples are much more uniform. <laughs> well, the other thing is that the case that they're advertising, you know, that they start advertising with this, is that it doesn't, it's hard to tell how big it is. It's because it's a compact case. Yeah. It's hard to tell with, how big it is without something for scale and banana. <laughs> I, <laughs> I feel bet. like I feel like that's just they showed up on the photo shoes like, what do we do for scale? Quick, get the lunchbox. <laughs> yeah, it was it a banana is definitely like the mm. we didn't realize that this was a problem and now it's a problem, so we need to fix it in some way. Yeah. Uh we we shall use this. Mm. <laughs> it was like either a prop or you know, some ways banana. <laughs> yeah. Now, off that high, I'm afraid we have to go to an incredibly sad low. Um, did you guys ever play the uh, the old like Windows games that were packaged with Windows? Windows like Spider Solitaire, Solitaire, yeah, Free yeah. Cell, yeah, things like all that. the time. Minesweeper, and Minesweeper. Now the pinball. Amongst those games, those you know, those ones in particular, there were five games that you could play on the internet mm. against other people. Oh yeah. Um, 
Now, sadly, the unthinkable has happened, and that system, which they call Microsoft Internet Games Services, mm. is being shut down. Oh. No more can no you more play. Backgammon. No, no more backgammon. No more backgammon. Checkers? I think, yeah, Checkers was on, could be online as well. Solitaire was another one. Yeah, Spider Solitaire you could play on your own. Mm, but I think you could play it against other people as well. Mm. I think. One of them you could, anyway. Hearts. Oh, that may have been it. Yeah. So anyone running XP and ME, I'm sorry, but you can no longer play your online games. Yeah. Um, you have the, to catch up with the rest of the world now. The sad part is... <laughs> the sad part is is that Windows 7 in 2020, in January 2020, that's also going. Yeah, support so, for that, anyway. You know, everyone get on Reddit and post many Fs so for uh, to pay respect to the well, greatness that was the original online multiplayer. To be fair, Microsoft is now going forward with... We have Windows 10. Mm. We are staying with Windows 10. Yeah. So instead of making a whole new... Um, mm operating system from now on they're just going to update windows 10 to have mm. new features and this it's and also that. like office 365 ain't that the you know grand finale yeah probably that's a subscription i, I don't know that's a, definitely a subscription service for the office suite mm. but um, i think that's it because i mean the last one they had was office 2016 yeah and I don't Which, think they've, you know, had anything since apart from Office 365. So I think that's it for them as well. Yeah. Which, if you're a student, you can actually download for free mm. off the Microsoft website. Yeah. You just type in your uni email address and bada bing, bada boom, you get all of Office 2016 f- free of charge, no subscription service. You just get it. Yeah. It's excellent. And you can use it on more than one device, which is even better. (laughs) Yes. Um, Now for Nick's soul-crushing game of the week. Don't say that. (laughs) Don't. It's a thing now. (laughs) Don't do this to me. Um, Developer 34 Big Things, Mm. which is a developer who makes a whole bunch of interesting games like Red Out Space Assault, Red Out Enhanced Edition. Red Out Enhanced Edition is a really nice sort of sci-fi racer. Yeah. Um, uh, what else have they done? Heinhelm, Mars or Die, Super Inefficient Golf. When all of those like mini golf games are coming out, they're like, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, they have made a game, which is now on early access, Goat of Duty. It's basically <laughs> Call of Duty with, with goats. With armed goats. In um, in a 10-player free-for-all, the, the normal one is 10-player free-for-all, and you've got four game modes, free-for-all, gun deathmatch, herd wars, and Fusro Arena. And nobody knows what that is. <laughs> what? What? Um, Go to it's currently in early access right now, so check it out on Steam. It's on sale. You can get 10% off of it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, it's only eight bucks. It's only eight bucks, Nick. It's only, great. Only eight bucks. Yep. Yep. I, um, and version one comes out in the next four months. So get on it. <laughs> Goats of War. Um, Goat of Duty. I was going to say, goat wasn't of, it called Goat of Duty? Goat, goat of Duty. There we go. Goats of War. War Goats. 
<laughs> goat of duty. Get on War it. of goats. The goatening. The goatening. The <laughs> goatening. Um, so, yeah, you know, that's a thing. Does it need to be? Does it need to be a thing? Uh, no offense to the public, the developers and stuff, but does it really need to be? Does it really, really need to be? Um. Okay. Let's see. What else According have we got? To the developers? Yes. Um, so Raspberry Pi released a new Raspberry Pi. Their Raspberry Pi Four. Mm. Uh, Raspberry Pi is basically a um, a little computer chip that you can basically use to do anything. It's like the ultimate DIY computer, yeah. basically. Uh, starting block. Um, and they accidentally had a manufacturing issue, so the USB C has bad issues with it. Um, USB-C cables think it's an audio accessory and don't decide to charge it, oh. which is very sad because that's how it gets its power. Yeah. So that would that. Hmm. So that people are suck. having people are having issues with that. Um, now here's something that you might not have thought of for a while. Graphics cards, you know, are a fairly common accessory to a computer. Yeah. Basically, if you're getting into it, you need to have one. Depends on what you're using it for, but yeah, yeah, most cases it's better to have a graphics card than not. Now, here's something I don't think you would have thought about: a discrete sound card. Oh yeah, yeah, sound card. Yeah, um, um, because they're not really used much nowadays because the sound onboard sounds from the um, motherboards and or. Um, processors, I don't know which one, personally. Mm. Uh, they're just good enough nowadays. Mm. Mm. Um, generally, sound cards are used more for um, audio files. Yeah. Um, and 3.5... Uh, sorry, not 3.5. Um, what's the bigger one? 5 point something? Like the headphone jacks that we have here in the studio. Like what you would use a guitar Yeah, amp. yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, those types of cables. That's the only real use case I know. Yeah. Now, um, these sound cards that I'm looking at, the – what's the actual brand name? Creative. Mm. Creative is selling the Sound Blaster AE9. Yes. Which just sounds like a – yeah, entertaining. Um, basically, it's a sound card for audio files because yeah. a motherboard, audio isn't really one of their big concerns. Yeah. Really. Um, I'm going to throw some numbers. I don't know what they mean, but they sound impressive. <laughs> um, it's capable of blasting 32-bit audio at 384 kilohertz with a 129 decibel signal-to-noise ratio. Ooh. Uh, their total harmonic distortion is rated at 0.0001%. Nice. Um, so basically all of that means that it's uh, A... Uh, nice and clear, mm. and B uh, is can be very loud without distortion coming in from the um, bad music, uh, bad audio files. Okay. Um, some of the other things that they've got is they've they say it's a new breakthrough in filtering a microphone path for clear and uncompromised voice communication. Okay. So one of the things this sound card does is it tries very, very hard to um, isolate your audio signals, microphone and speaker, from um, uh, EM signals, junk coming from your motherboard and GPU, from power spikes and things like that. Okay. Um, 
which causes, you know, issues. They call them power supply ripple from high-performance GPUs. Yeah. So I guess if you're, like, a streamer or something, you might It might like be nice, yeah. There's an issue with that, though. You yeah. can... Um, the AE9 is 349.99 US. Sorry, 350 US, which would roughly account to, like, $500? Probably a bit more, wouldn't you say? Uh, let's yeah, see. Yeah, they're about to buy Google, like please help. Cents or okay, yeah. so 350 US dollars to Australian is 497.73. <laughs> so basically 500 Basically bucks. 500 bucks. Now, tell me, I guess if you're a professional streamer or content creator or something, it might be worth it. Yeah. But is spending, a gra- getting, spending the money on a second graphics card, basically, mm. for a second graphics card, worth it? Well, for work purposes, yes. Mm. Probably definitely. Yeah. Because, like, you know, with you want your voice to be as clear as possible so people can actually understand you. Mm. Like, if... Like, those probably are minute issues that pop up, but, mm. you know, if they do, you want... You'd rather have something that works rather than something that's a bit crackly all the time. But... For, like, you know, just normal gaming and, like, you know, talking to your friends on Discord and stuff like that. Hmm. I don't... No. Yeah. There's probably not much of a use case for it. Hmm. So, unless if you really, really, really like listening to high-definition audio soundtracks. Yeah. And hopefully... And to be honest, if you do like that, then you've gone and bought like Bose headsets and stuff like that. You've got the gear already, so... Oh, no. um, Say in a computer, if you um, don't have a sound card like that, Mm. you're going to not have as good sound quality Mm. as Mm. if you had it. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm thinking if you're an audiophile, you've probably got the extra peripherals for connecting to other stuff, which you'll be able to plug into a sound card because mm. the sound card has more than just a three and a half mil jack. Yeah, it has a lot more. Yeah. Uh, it had depend, the, depends it, on the sound card. Depends on the sound card. This one had a lot more. Yeah. I don't even know the names of them, but they're there. They're cool. I've seen them used you know, here at the radio station, for instance. So if a radio is using them, they must be good. <laughs> <laughs> you would think that. One would hope. <laughs> um, PUBG has released a video about their anti-cheat team, basically, mm. giving everyone people an inside look into how their team works and stuff like that. As I understand it, they don't really show off details of how they do it, because that just means people can work out how to get around it. How to get around it. Um, but they mention things like, you know, they're really trying hard to deal with this. Um, 15 people were arrested in connection with distributing cheat programs and fined over $5.1 million for it. <sighs> wow. Um, so yeah, that's nice. And I kind of had a thought. Um, have you guys seen recaptures? Obviously, you've used uh, the internet, so you've seen them. Yes. You get the annoying ones where you just you have to click boxes, but you get one which just, like, you click you click the tick box, I'm not a robot, and then it just lets you in. Yeah. The way that works is humans are wobbly, like really wobbly. Mm. So it basically reads what your mouse does. That's why it takes a couple seconds. You click on it and then move your mouse off and do other things, and your mouse wobbles. It doesn't move in a perfect straight line Mm. like a computer does. So I'm wondering, could we use that as a, like, not a, you know, boom, that's a bot, ban them, but flag that person for further scrutiny to say, are they moving in a pixel-perfect straight line? (laughs) 
or are they wobbling? And use that as a place to start. So are you telling me that if I click that little capture thing, I normally like click it and like let it go. So you're telling me if I click that and then move my mouse radically around the screen, it's going to just let me through. That has it always flagged you as a robot? No, like, you know how you, like, have to click it and then it's like, oh, yeah, look at these boxes and tell me, like, where the traffic signs are or whatever. Um, I if I move around, does it mean that I skip that step? I don't think so because there's two different types. There's one which just brings up the box that you've got to click and there's another one where, you know, you click it and nothing happens at all. It just says, yeah, you're not a robot. Go on ahead. Okay. Um, the only issue with the boxes one is that they serve two purposes. So you know how there's always something to do with vehicles and roads and stuff like that? Yeah. That's because they're using people to program self-driving AI. So basically, if you say, that's a stop sign, that's a stop sign, that's a stop sign, the AI can work out what a stop sign looks like and then start converting that for a self-driving car. Okay. So basically, what is happening here is a bunch of software engineers got really lazy and outsourced <laughs> their job to the rest of the world. <laughs> I don't want to do my job. Everybody else do my job. That is actually very smart. It is smart, isn't it? Yeah. But also outsourcing your job to the rest of the world, which is why you don't see those... Um, on everything. Those, yeah. You don't see those just click and go through on everything because some people are doing, you know, or helping AI research. Okay. Or just lazy and still have the old system. <laughs> well, I mean, you could have the really old system, which is, you know... Read the numbers and letters in this. Yeah, that's why they, that's why they've gone off of that pretty much. You don't hardly see that anymore. I, I see that every now and again. Yeah, it's but it's not as prevalent. Not everybody uses it. Yeah. So yeah, um, it's it's a thing. Um, oh, you were complaining about Warhammer 40k Mechanicus mm-hmm. that you're. Oh. I'm Earlier. really complaining that they're killing my Necrons, and I I, I like Necrons. Hmm. No, not about the actual game itself. I haven't actually played yep. it. Um, it's getting an expansion uh, that gives you a new a-, a new bunch of aliens to attack. <gasps> so, so you don't have to go slaughtering your precious Necrons all the time. Oh. Um, Let me guess. Is it Tau? It's renegade tech priests. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Great. You get to kill other Mechanicus. Um, it's also adding in a new tech priest class entirely. Yeah. Uh, called a Xenorite who use alien, you know, tainted alien, alien technology. Yeah. Rah, how terrible. And troop oh, types yeah. like infiltrators and rust stalkers. Um, so, the yeah. Mechanicus, they've been a thorn in my side for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Mechanicus. Oh, one of my friends play them. Mm-hmm. <sighs> <sighs> Just... So much now. I, I, I'm I'm glad that they made like a rule refresh, like a, like a year and a half ago, hmm. that made a lot of the races like more balanced and stuff. Before that, it was like banging your head against a brick wall. Hmm. The worst ones are Eldar. Eldar are always overpowered. Hmm. Somebody over at GW is just all about Eldar fun anyway <laughs> um well let's see i've been finding all sorts of um other interesting little tidbits of news um first off something you know we've all been probably seen is youtube 
YouTube content creators just get destroyed by people saying just randomly content flagging their stuff. Yeah. And it's a massive scam on YouTube. You content flag someone, you get all the revenue for a day, and yeah. then they say, well, no, it's not yours, and that's it? Yeah. You just made all that money? Um, YouTube is making it easier for uh, creators to deal with that system. So if Good. you go and copyright, if you go and hit, you know, I think this YouTube's video is using my copyrighted stuff, you actually have to go in and exactly select the time frame that your content is being used for. Yeah. And YouTube creators have on their back end a um, in YouTube video editor, which allows them allows them to change, remove, clip, whatever they want to do that section of footage. Okay. To make it a lot easier for people to defend themselves and a lot harder for people to just spam out these things. Yeah. Which is really nice. So I'm looking forward to seeing the videos of content creators who've complained about the system in the past and seeing how much, you know, what they think of it. Mm. Because that'll be good. Yeah, that's definitely an upgrade. Mm. Considering the old system of you just get scammed. Yeah. It's like, you know, all that money you would have made? It's gone. Yeah. It's, that's not yours anymore. Oh, um, Billy Bob down the road's got it all now. Mm, yeah. Especially because that's, you know, day, if it gets marked day one, you lose all of your best revenue. Yeah. Um, NVIDIA has, inlo- has launched a frame rate capture tool for easy GPU benchmarking, okay. which is nice, called FrameView, which is cool. I like it. Um, basically, it's um, it's a system where you can see your FPS, your power usage, and your stuff like that without adding an extra program. You just have NVIDIA stuff. Which, okay. Yeah. If you're using their stuff to update drivers, it's there already. Okay. Which is cool. Yeah, that's nice. So you can get real-time GPU performance and power data in a game just as an overlay, which is really nice. That's cool. Yeah. So, yay, we get to benchmark a lot of graphics cards. Yay. Yay. Um, Logitech are releasing new headsets. They're going to be expensive because they bought um, they bought the world's best microphone maker and are putting their tech into their headsets. Okay. So that's going to be the the microphone is blue, is named blue. Oh, yep, yep. Like um a lot of content creators call uh, use one called the Blue Yeti. Yeah, the Blue Yeti. Basically, they're taking that, condensing it into a headset and boom, you've got, you know, performer level quality microphone in a Logitech headset. Jeez. Which is going to be expensive. The Pro yes, X Yes, but it's gonna be quality as well. So. The Pro X gaming is available to pre order for hundred and thirty bucks US. That's not bad. That's yeah. fairly reasonable. I was expecting, you know <laughs> A couple hundred. Mm. At least. Yeah. See it's a it's a steel and aluminum headset with memory foam on the ear cups. Okay. See, I've always looked at Logitech as the discount company. Like, really? Yeah, they've always got, like, the cheapest stuff. Like, when you go into, like, Woolworths. Uh, not Woolworths. Well, actually, maybe, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I but, like, Big Logitech W. Logitech Woolworths. But I, was, I meant dub. to say Big W. You go into, like, the keyboards and section, and there's mm. heaps of, like, Logitech stuff there. Yeah, they'd have wireless keyboard and yeah, mouse all the like kind of thing. yeah, they also have like the cheap wired keyboards and mouse as well. Yeah, but I think like there's like bucks. two different branches of Logitech because you've got the you know the gaming end and then you've got the general use end. Yeah, and I feel like they're like 
very different spectrums. Yeah, but yeah. like I've I before I actually saw them get like saw all like the high end stuff. I always thought that they were like a really like low end cheaper like mm. you know they make good quality cheap peripherals yeah. that you will need for like you know obviously cheap like mm. twenty bucks keyboard and mouse yeah I've, that, I've had one of those before yeah, that doesn't break yeah they're just good um one thing i do i will say for them though is i absolutely love the fact that they've got consumer grade and gamer grade mm. because if you look like you look at something like razor for instance who've just gone all out with the gamer look and things like that mm. i really don't like the look and feel of them yeah i don't like that horrible green that they've got on everything except for the toaster <laughs> i like the branding of the toaster if you haven't heard of it, look up the Razor Toaster. It's cool. Um, so it means that, like, for instance, Jen's got a very nice keyboard, which if you turn the RGB off of, it looks like a normal just businessy keyboard. You turn on the RGB, it's really flash and nice. Mm. And it's got good features. It's solid. It's great. So, yeah, Logitech, their stuff is awesome. I want more of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Halo Combat Evolved fans, if you've got a copy of the game or... Uh, you know, can get a copy of the game. There's a thing, there's a mod for it. I've played single player version 3.1. It's mm. awesome, adds a bunch of new content, adds enemies and weapons from the older, from the newer games into Combat Evolved. Mm. Single player version 3.2 just released. So now you can play original Combat Evolved Halo in 4K. And it looks glorious. But graphics overhaul for the win. <laughs> but Microsoft's doing that. Well, yeah. But they've like done soon. this. <laughs> they've done this. Well, see, the thing is, is Combat Evolved was one of the um, one of the only Combat Halo games on PC. Yeah, yeah. So this is all they've had to work with. So like, you know what? What if it was 4K? Yeah. What if it was free if you already had the copy of the game? Because it's modding. Mm. I love mods. Mods are the best. Can we please get more mods? Um, yeah. Oh, I can't find any more quick bits. It's very sad. Well, that's all right, because uh, I, I think it's time quick for... Quick bits a... was not very quick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it's time for the plugging segment Yay. of the show. Yeah. Because we're getting to the end of the show. We're wrapping up. Mm. And then we get to go and tell you about Games Night tomorrow. Yay. So tomorrow night, up at the Stro. Yes, the Stro. Yeah. Yeah, we are at the Stro. <laughs> yes. My brain is just not working at the moment. <laughs> he forgets where we're going to be tomorrow. <laughs> it's not like we've been there for the past so many years. Oh, don't even tell me. <laughs> anyway, we're up there, 6 p.m. tomorrow night. We've got the all the usuals. Uh... Hopefully our Vive systems will be working properly. We I'm going to make a Fortress of Solitude to test if it's interference because I need to know. I need to know this. Over the last couple of times that we've been up there, our um, VR's been choppy at best. And during the week we went up and tried to troubleshoot a couple of things. Of course, it worked perfectly while we're trying to troubleshoot. But I bet you it's going to not work right tomorrow. Anyway, we've got them, hopefully. Mm -hmm. um, we've got our computers, our five gaming PCs set up, uh, our Switch set up. Um, Xbox. 
Xbox 360, almost said Xbox One then. Um, board games. Yep, board games, a whole bunch of um, them. Sausages, drinks. Magic. All, yeah, magic. And, yeah, you That's, know, yeah. come up, chill. Yeah. Or help me work on the uh, uh, Vive machine, which is not chill at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we'll probably be working on that for half the night. So here's here's just a quick thing that I've just discovered, which I need to talk about quickly. Uh, Asus, who do their ROG, your Republic of Gamers stuff, are having a um, a uh, a trade-in program for old graphics cards. Yeah. So if you have a GeForce GT730 and you trade it in, can qualify for about $160 US. Oh, okay. If, you know, so basically the way it works is if you purchase a product, uh, you know, a qualifying product, yeah. you know, one of their graphics cards that they say you can get this deal on, you can then get it, you can fill out a claim form within 30 days of your purchase, send them your old graphics card, and then they will send you back, um, send you, you know, however much they reckon that graphics card was worth, just direct transfer to your bank. As okay. a as um, a bit of a refund for your you know new card, yeah, a bit of an incentive to yeah, a bit of an incentive if, as part of their Christmas and July thing. That's really cool. Where can I find out more? <laughs> so they have their their program is you get up to two hundred and seventy pounds with uh, ASUS graphics cards. Two hundred and seventy pounds. Yeah, that's about four hundred bucks. Yeah. So let's see, two hundred and seventy. Uh. Mm. You get more than that, didn't it? Why don't we have a British keyboard? Why can't I have the pound symbol? Um, you just type in pounds. Okay. Pound to AUD. All right, 270 pounds is a $500, graph- a $500 thing. I stand corrected. 500. <laughs> well, 480, but close yeah. enough. Well, damn. <laughs> yeah. Get us some graphics cards. That'd be nice. If you've, if you've bought through a Zeus. Fair so, enough. So, yeah. So yeah, maybe go look at that, mm-hmm. and come and, up to the and come and check us out in Games Night. Yeah, and this, if I haven't remember, if no one remembers from the beginning of the show, we are podcasted on Spotify and iTunes and other places. I can't remember where. Yeah, check us out. You have to search for Tune FM though, not us. You've got to search for Tune FM, and we're part of their channel. Oh, okay. And then you just subscribe to that our particular podcast from there. So yeah, is that all? Um, other than to say that we'll be back next week we'll at back. 6 dun, p.m. Dun, dun. Monday. Nice. Like we always are. Mm-hmm. Well, most of the time anyway. Yeah. Well, hmm. Sometimes we're even not late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you've been listening to the Unix Radio Show on Tune FM 106.9. It's been great having you all here, and we'll be off. Bye. Bye. Bye.